Hello, ladies and gentlemen, friends and neighbors. Welcome to Monster Movie Funtime Go. I am one of your hosts, Precious D. Your host, Honeybee. Honeybee, how are you doing today? Today is a good day, Precious. Today is a good day. How are you today? I'm all right. I'm getting by. Getting by. Folks, we're going to do things a little bit differently today and see how it goes, because although I've watched today's movie in both Japanese and English, I did not have the chance to take complete notes. So what I'm going to do is uh, use the summary from Wikipedia, and I want to give credit to Wikipedia, and maybe yeah. that'll make things go a little faster. I, I feel like our shows have been getting longer and longer, but not necessarily better. So maybe help, it'll help us keep up the pace. Keep us focused. Today's movie is Mothra versus Godzilla. I am squealing with happiness. <laughs> the original Japanese title is a Mosura Tai Gojira. It's from 1964. This is not to be confused with the 1992 film Godzilla vs. Mothra, which is a Heisei-era film. I think that's the first time they fight in that era, but this is the first time they meet in the Showa era, which is what we are in now. The American title is Godzilla vs. The Thing. Why? I For some reason, they wanted to hide who the, the enemy was oh. going to be. Even though I, Mothra had been released in the U.S. Before. And Mothra appears first in the movie, so they're not really going to do a very good job of uh, hiding it it's not like it shows up you know at the end or something yeah but they do in the in the api american cut they do refer to it as the thing frequently weird i don't like that and the poster tries to hide it and shows a like some tentacles coming out from behind the sign from the title or some what? stupidity and there are no there are no uh, tentacles. Uh, Kill Counts Wiki says there are 23 deaths, which is pretty low. And that is pretty low. one of them is a human shooting another human. Yeah. Ooh, bad boy. <laughs> Everybody else is killed by Godzilla. Mothra does not kill any. Yeah, because she's the hero. <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> So, so you liked this one, huh? I love this one. I love this one so much. This is like definitely my new favorite. <laughs> All right. Well, tell me about it. What did you like in particular? Well, I loved, I was so excited to see the peanuts. Is mm -hmm. that right? Is that what they're called? The peanuts? Yes. The, the peanuts. Yes. Um, I was so excited to see them. I loved all of the music in this film. The music was so good, even just the underscore. Um, Godzilla looks great in this movie. 
there he's like a little different his body is like more barky kind of like a yeah. tree instead of like kind of like lumpy those suits go through a lot and they end up having to build a new one every few movies and when they do yeah. they make some adjustments totally wikipedia tells me they did use the 1962 suit for water scenes but they built a new suit and a new mothra prop yes oh that they used for the rest of the movie I and I guess they had to build at least one more larva. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I yeah, sound effects of the monsters, both the Mothra and Godzilla, plus the larva, the squeaks, the squawks. Um, <laughs> I had a fate like a moment here with Godzilla when he first like not when he first comes up, but when he's walking, I was like, oh shit, it was a great moment. The way that the camera kind of does like a pan, almost a zoom. We haven't seen that before yet. There was so much in this movie that I really enjoyed. This is by far my new favorite. I I am also a huge Mothra fan. I love Mothra. I love the peanuts. I love it. Love, love, love. <laughs> I do like this movie. I don't like the new Mothra song as much as the other one. You don't? Oh, I love it. I like the other song better. This I think that bad. we I have to, we, that. this is one of the songs we have to like cover. We can do the first <laughs> one though. Like with our, okay. we have to like, you know, when we do like weird cover songs, that's gotta be mm. one of them. We'll okay. be the twins. <laughs> we'll be the peanuts. We'll dress alike. We'll be yes. nothing but a peanuts cover band. Oh my gosh. <laughs> So, yeah, in this movie, Mothra is straight up the hero. She oh, my gosh. Wait. I'm a so little sorry. bit. Of... I got to I gotta pull us back a little bit. I'm so sorry. I totally forgot to do this at the beginning of the episode. I have a shout out today um, okay. from one of our most, I guess, one of our biggest fans, a really good friend of mine. I call him Philbies. His name is Philip. He uh, I saw him yesterday. And I just wanted to give him a shout out. He loves the show so much. He was telling me about just the things he loves about the show and his favorite parts. And he listens to every single episode. And I just wanted to shout him out. He also had a really great uh, idea for a shirt. Um, he just had a baby. Also, welcome to the world, baby Isadora, um, with his beautiful wife, Jordan. And he had a great shirt idea with a baby Godzilla that, um, like, with blocks like destroying shit that just says godzilla oh. doing godzilla shit and i was like oh my <laughs> gosh so i wanted to shout out philip thanks for listening we love you man yes thank you very okay. much tell all your friends philip carry on my wayward son get your child listening early <laughs> yeah we have a new monster in the fan base y'all <laughs> a new little larva <laughs> So, uh, let's see. Speaking of the music, uh, it is once again by Akira Ifukubi. Of course, this is directed by Ashiro Honda. And I meant to mention this last month, and I kept forgetting, but it's good that we saved it for now. Akira Takarada stars as Ichiro Saki. Mm -hmm. uh, Ichi, they call him through most of the film. He yeah. sadly passed away last month. At Aww. the age of 84? Wow. 87. He passed away March 14th at the age of 87. He was Ogata in the original Godzilla, and we haven't seen him again until now, but he will appear 
in a number of other ones coming up. And he was supposed to appear in the 2014 Godzilla. They filmed some scenes with him, but they got cut. But he's still listed in the credits as Japanese immigration agent. Wow. I don't know if those deleted scenes are on the Blu-ray, but I will check when I have time because I would like to see that. Wow. That's so crazy. It just happened. Yeah. Yeah, it popped up on all a number of Facebook pages that I follow. But we will see him again in Invasion of Astro Monster, Godzilla vs. the Sea Monster, Godzilla vs. Mothra, Godzilla Final Wars, and King Kong Escapes. Oh, shit. So, he, yeah, he's in quite a lot of these. Not as much as our friend Kenji Sahara, who is in this <laughs> one as well, as Jiro Torahata. Uh, Yuriko Hoshi plays Junku Nakanishi. That's the photographer. Mm-hmm. Hiroshi Koizumi is the professor, Professor Mura, Dr. Mura. And Yu Fujiki is Jiro Nakamura. There's two Jiros in this movie. <laughs> he's, the, uh, he's the other reporter. He, he's half of the comedy team, but his, his comedy buddy is not in this one, so he doesn't have as much shtick to do just a couple of egg eating (laughs) (laughs) which were funny and i should mention we have not been mentioning this and we should because it's important haru nakajima and katsumi tezuka are both credited as playing godzilla the suit actors are very important in these movies and we have not been mentioning them like we should Ah, shit, you guys. (laughs) Maybe we can uh, do, like, profiles on them or something in the future to make up for that. Yeah, thanks. So, uh, let's get into the movie. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It starts off with a big old storm. A number of these movies start off with big old storms. Mm -hmm. And Kurata Beach is stricken by a typhoon. And then in the morning, we and we also we see a sign that says "Congratulations, Karata Coast Reclamation Project complete." And then this storm wow, comes in wow. and <laughs> tears up all the work. Apparently, they've just been doing. Damn! And it like tosses a boat around and stuff. Mother Nature, she's a fickle bitch. Yeah. The following morning, everybody's cleaning up, and a couple of reporters. Ichiro Saki and his photographer Junko Nakanishi show up to to report. And the assemblyman who's there is mad at them when he sees he's a reporter. He's mad at, about the story they wrote that implies their that their project is ruined. <laughs> but he's like, no, we're gonna we're pumping out. There's these great big pumps pumping the water out and they're going to they're going to fix it all and everything will be great and everybody's cleaning up the mess the photographer apparently is new at this it seems mm-hmm. like she just got out of photography school yeah she's a rookie she has this huge ass camera that has like photographic plates <laughs> and i know it's 19 it's 1964 but there were more compact cameras at that time but she's dragging around this artsy stuff and she's trying to set up 
you know, nice composition and everything. And the reporter's being very impatient with her that uh, we're just, you know, just shoot the picture. It's just not it art. Already. It's just for the newspaper. You gotta be fast. <laughs> yeah, just do it. While she's trying to set up this picture, though, they find a strange multicolored sort of bluish greenish object it's a, like a piece of something i guess this is meant to be a piece of eggshell i guess i never really understood what this part was i thought for when when we first go into the oh we found an egg i was like oh that's what it was but then you actually see the egg so i was like oh well so what was that i i, I never I'm, i wasn't sure also though the egg is somewhere else yeah Exactly. It's at Nishi Beach, and they're at Kurata Beach. Because in a minute, the uh, the newspaper gets a phone call about this giant egg, and the editor's looking for Ichi, but they're like, oh, no, he's he's not here. He's at Kurata Beach. Mm -hmm. So they send the egg-eating guy. There's another reporter there yeah. who's like the number two reporter. Because the editor's first thought is, where's Ichi? You know, my number one reporter, which Ichi means <laughs> number one. Ichi is the word for oh, one. Oh, nice. That's funny. It's also short for the name Ichiro, but I believe that name just means firstborn son. Mm. Like a Roman naming his child Primus and Segundus yeah. and Tertius. I suppose the Japanese have a similar thing. Okay. Okay. At least for the One, firstborn. two, three. Get over here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So he sends the other guy to go check up on the egg that has been found. And uh, we see the villagers, the fishermen, spotting this egg off the coast of their little village. It is village. a straight Easter egg. Like, yes. It just well, really huge. looks like an Easter egg. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> big. But it's it looks like a like, you know, an Easter egg you would decorate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is multicolored. And whoever's in charge, some dude in charge tells the guys to go out there and get it, launch the boats and go get it. And they're like, what? And he's like, the fishing hasn't been very good lately, so we need whatever we can get. Go get that egg. And the guy that's questioning him, I mentioned this a few episodes ago, he's wearing like an army jacket and a stupid looking hat. He was the guide in King Kong versus Godzilla. The guide? He was wearing blackface. The translator. Oh, oh, the goofy, the goofy, goofy guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he was wearing oh. he was wearing blackface in that movie. This one, he's just wearing his normal face. Oh, good lord! <laughs> so, I did not recognize him. Obviously. Yeah. Well, without the blackface, no. <laughs> um, he does have fairly distinctive features, though. Features totally, so, really does. They the boats all go out to get the egg, and there's a helicopter, and I guess that's where the other reporter is because then that turns into a picture in the newspaper. Giant egg mm -hmm. found, monster egg, and uh, they've dragged it on shore, and there's a big crowd around it later, and there's a Shinto priest, Shinto priest, doing well before the egg even comes on uh, on land. He's doing prayers and stuff to ward off curses and things. <laughs> the headlines also tell us that Dr. Mura of Kiyoman University is going to investigate. So the crowd is gathered and the doctor is like trying to take some samples and stuff. And our main reporter and photographer have shown up at this point. Ichi and Junko have shown up and the doctor's too busy to talk to them. But Junko manages, Junko manages to get him to answer a question, which is... Is it dangerous? <laughs> I have no idea what's going on in there. Oh, she also gets yelled at for using a flash. 
on a bright day. It's not necessary. So Yeah, they kind of have this moment here where all the men kind of have this like, sorry, she's a rookie. And they're like, well, just stay out of the way then, you know, and they're just kind of being cold and like, she takes it rather well at like in person, but then later on she's like, I have never been so insulted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they keep bullying her. Well, some uh, some fucking capitalist shows up claiming oh, to own yeah. the egg. And he literally has a Hitler mustache. I just want to point that out there. <laughs> I was going to say, he has almost a Hitler mustache, but not quite. It's But it's not a full mustache either. It's like yeah. a Hitler and a half. <laughs> It's like it, it looks like Hitler and McDonald's had a mustache together. <laughs> he has purchased the egg. They're like, how can you? This is you know a big scientific discovery. You can't. How can you own this? But the the people who live there say, washed up on our shore, we own it, and we sold it to him for mm-hmm. one million two hundred twenty four thousand five hundred and sixty yen. <laughs> and they're like, well, that's a very wow. specific price. How did you arrive at that? And he says, well, a normal egg costs 8 yen. And this one is, you know, I multiplied that by 153,820, which is his estimate of how much bigger than a normal egg this is. But I don't think that math really works in that this egg is potentially worth more than an equivalent number of normal eggs because there's only one as far as they know there's only one of these they have no idea what's in it i mean it could be dangerous it could be worth nothing it might cost you a lot of money because who knows what's going to come out of it yeah well no matter what comes out of it it's going to be fucking ginormous so even if it's not dangerous it's going to be dangerous you know yeah they're not proposing that we crack this egg and feed it to that many people you know to the equivalent number of people you'd get for that many regular eggs but that's how he arrived at the price and the villagers seem happy with it so he's planning to charge admission for people to watch it incubate and hatch and then later the doctor and the reporter and the photographer that he did not want to talk to are now all just hanging out in a hotel room together (laughs) because of course Vilo because they've been there at the beginning. They're now all going to be attached to each other throughout the rest of this movie, no matter what. Yeah, whether it makes sense or not. <laughs> yeah, and here's where she's objecting to him not sticking up for her to the... Yeah. The guy blows smoke in her face. The guy uh, oh, wants God. her to take his picture. He's like, does that camera work? And she raises it up to take his picture, and then he blows smoke in her face and tells oh. her, if it comes out good, send me a copy. So gross. Yeah. He's, like, seriously, he's, dude. He's Come got on. a real Harry Potter's uncle vibe going on. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's funny. He's just the same kind of a self-important little asshole. Yeah. They discuss the egg situation and whether the authorities can do something about it. And the doctor's like, no, the government's too slow. Yeah, and he says this weird quote. He's like, "You well, you know how the song goes. Right. And like, is this weird? He's like, it takes, I don't even remember what it is. He's like, it takes two weeks to. Two weeks means a month and a month means a year. And he, Yeah, you know, yeah. I don't remember the. I'm like, what song? Yeah, I don't, well, maybe it's some famous Japanese song. I guess so. I, but I, I thought it was weird that he didn't like, I don't know. It was just so strange. I was like, oh. Okay. There's another translation okay. issue here too, because she she calls Ichi Ichi Chan, and he says, "Don't call me that." 
and so it seems to be some kind of a joke. She calls him this to poke fun at him, but it's not at all clear to me what that means. And if she's making some kind of pun or ref- making some cultural reference to something. I tried looking it up and all I could find was the name of a restaurant. And I was also <laughs> like, isn't Chan a Chinese name? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what that means, but I guess. Maybe it's like one of those things where like you put like in Spanish, if you put like Ito at the end of something, it means like baby, uh-huh. you know? My so baby. maybe she's like Ichi Chan and he's like, call me that. I ain't no baby. <laughs> Hello, everyone. This is editor Precious D stepping in here for a moment to say that Honeybee has worked out essentially the meaning of Chan. It is an honorific like San, but it is used to indicate that the speaker finds someone endearing. It is typically used for young children, close friends, babies, grandparents, and sometimes female adolescents, according to Wikipedia, or could even be used towards cute animals or a youthful woman. So she is teasing him, I suppose, by calling him Ichi-chan. But yeah, they have a little bit of a bickering, and then they go downstairs, and this is where we realize they're at a hotel, not just somebody's apartment, because they've all come in from out of town to see this egg. They see the the business guy, Kumiyama, Kumiyama. Uh, in the lobby, and they hear that he's meeting with somebody, mm-hmm. and realize that he's working with somebody else. Uh, he's got some backer. Yeah, and he realizes, too, who the backer is, the bro- that it's some rich broker. Man. Yeah, he asks about the guy at the desk. And they tell him what room he's in. And so he goes, he's like, I know where that is. And goes to meet him. And this is Kenji Sahara playing a bad guy again, twice in a row. Playing Jiro Torahata, an even bigger capitalist dick than this guy. <laughs> and they're planning to build the Shizunora Happy Center around the egg. Mm-hmm. Isn't it weird that they say Happy Center in English? Did you think that was strange when he's like saying it to the other guy? He says he says that whole sentence in English and not in Japanese. That kind of thing, um, it jumps out at me. I've seen it happen in, in Japanese movies and, and even more so in Chinese movies and, and Indian movies. Oh, okay. Because England had colonized both of those places, certain English words pop up. Uh, but okay. also because we had because we had occupied Japan for a little while, some English words are gonna pop up. But we do the same thing in English, and it must jump out at people when they're watching an yeah. American movie. Give me an example that you can think of, like adios or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adios, you might call somebody muchacho. You might say sayonara. Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, and uh, just certain uh, emoji. The word emoji is a Japanese word. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. There's an expression, English doesn't borrow from other languages. It follows other languages down the alley and beats them up and goes through oh their pockets God. for loose grammar. <laughs> it's so true, though, because the English language is just so fucked. Like, learning English has got to be, if you spoke another language first and then you're le- learning English, Yes, I can't imagine. It's supposedly the second hardest, the first hardest being Chinese. Oh, really? This is what I've heard. I will say, though, that the three different alphabets that Japanese has is not at all easy. Three? <laughs> three different three different alphabets, yeah. Oh, good night. They use uh, uh, hiragana, 
katagana and kanji. And the kanji are actually Chinese characters. And I think the hiragana they tend to use to spell foreign words. And then they use the katagana for traditional Japanese words. And then sometimes they also use the kanji, which were alphabet they borrowed from China. But I'm not sure that the kanji have like the same sound that they do in Chinese or not. And even in Chinese, so, they don't, because Mandarin and Cantonese are all spelled the same, but pronounced very different. Jeez Louise. It's been a struggle, as I've been studying Japanese. <laughs> it's been for, a struggle. For five, for, five minutes, for five minutes a day on my phone. <laughs> anyway, meanwhile, back at the movie, the Shobinji, the Shobijin, 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 the fairies, Mothra's little fairies are hiding out in the hotel room. They want Mothra's egg back. Oh my gosh. And I love the way they're dressed this time. Their little outfits. They're so cute. They're wearing their their fancy going to church outfits in this movie. They got yeah. these poofy little hats. So I love <laughs> the little hats. Especially when they're in the forest because they kind of look like little mushrooms with their poofy little hats or little <laughs> dandelions. I love them. These uh, two assholes try to capture them immediately. And I think they even want to, like, you know, put on a show with them or something. I think they mentioned mm -hmm. Like, ah, oh, yeah, we'll get rich. Off. Rather than listening to what they have to say, they're like, we can get rich off of them. Yeah, they're basically going to put them in a show with the eggs. Like, the eggs and, what do they call them? They're, they're beautiful protectors. Or, it's yeah, it's beautiful protectors or something. Because you know how well that worked out for the last guy that tried that shit. <laughs> <laughs> So they uh, escape, though, and then they go to our um, three musketeers, Ichi and Junko and uh, Dr. Mura, and tell them that the egg belongs to Mothra and that the typhoon had washed it up into Japanese waters and destruction will follow when the larva emerges. And they agree to help them retrieve the egg. But then Mothra shows up, doesn't she? Well, she's just kind of hiding out. Like, she's, she's yeah. already there. She's just, like, right. chilling, like, waiting, like, hanging out. Yeah. Just like, hey, what's so up? They, just sitting here. They make their case, and then they're like, well, we're going to go now. And there's Mothra waiting for them. Their ride is waiting for them. And I'm like, well, if Mothra's already here, why didn't she just go fucking take that egg? <laughs> <laughs> well, they put it in that, I guess, whatever the fuck that was. The... Whatever the building that they put the egg in is supposedly yeah. supposed to be way more sexually, structurally sound than it appears. Because <laughs> even Godzilla, when he looks at it, kind of looks at it like, oh, shit, what do I do now? And it's like, just pick it up and tear it away. But no one thinks yeah. of that. No one thinks of that. Well, he tail slaps it a lot. I know, which I was like, why are you doing that? Just turn around and use your hands. <laughs> they build a... A kind of a incubator greenhouse over top of the egg. Yeah, yeah, like a greenhouse, yeah. So the the trio go and try to plead with uh, Kumiyama and Torohata, but it doesn't work. So they, the fairies go home without the egg. And they also say when they go home, like, something like, wow, like, too bad humans didn't give a shit about us. <laughs> <laughs> Later... Ichi writes a scathing articles about happy enterprises insensitivity towards the Shobijin. However, the firm dismisses the articles as slander and they open the Shinzonora Happy Center to the public. 
Kumayama is confronted by the villagers for not paying in full for the egg and for renting their land. Mm-hmm. So he didn't pay them all the money up front. But yeah. some of the money was supposed to come out of what he earned showing off the egg. Mm-hmm. So he goes to his backer to try to get the money for them. And he, rather than just putting up the money, agrees to loan him the money in exchange for putting up the egg as collateral. Mm-hmm. With 10% interest a week. Yes, he's trying to fuck over his partner. Yeah, blatantly. Not even, like, trying to be nice about it. Kumiyama agrees, though, because he doesn't have much choice. And yeah. begins incubating the egg. Uh, let's see. It says, uh, Mura decontaminates Ichi and Junko after touching the object they found in the wreckage, revealing it to be highly radioactive. So they return to Kurata Beach to investigate further. Ah, so this... That might... Okay. <laughs> But the giant reptilian monster Godzilla emerges from the buried mud. And let's just talk about this emergence, okay? Because <laughs> it's good. They First of all, he comes butt up. Like, he's butt first, which I was confused at first because it just looks like, you know, like a snake or something. It's just <laughs> his town. And then he kind of, like, comes up out of the dirt and like shakes the dirt off of him oh man it looks good i loved it i love the new godzilla suit there's two things i don't love about it that is the top lip is a little bit floppy and not in like the (laughs) right ways so sometimes he kind of has like bulldog face and it's not supposed to be like it kind of looks derpy it's like in the wind like his (laughs) his lip will like flop and not in the like (laughs) right way uh, uh, and kind of yeah. A- yeah yeah exactly exactly <laughs> like that yes um and and the eyes the i didn't really like the eyes of this suit i did like the eyes better on the last one but um he looks great i love it i love this um godzilla coming out of the ground especially that how they did it backward it looks so good i was excited so i think i'm putting some stuff together here so the thing they found earlier they didn't know what it was is radioactive so it's connected to godzilla not to mothra oh i didn't get that at all i'm just getting that now reading through there because they're not they're back at the first beach Mm -hmm. where all the stuff washed up yeah so maybe it's a piece of godzilla that also explains how godzilla got there because i was a little confused about that is it one of his plates yeah, I think maybe it is. Maybe it's meant to be uh, a little oh, piece of his shit. skin. Weird. Well, it was really pretty. But the last time we saw him, he'd fallen off a cliff into the water. Uh-huh. And I was confused when I watched this before. I'm like, well, why is he under the ground? Did yeah. he burrow the there or what? But maybe he got caught in the typhoon and washed up yeah. on the shore and buried totally. under the mud. So he's been in the water who knows what happened between falling off that cliff in king kong versus godzilla Um, but he does seem to spend a lot of time in the water and not have a problem with it so he may have gotten washed on shore and buried and has been knocked out for a few days yeah and now he's waking up but to the people who are there this really comes out of nowhere yeah, Just yeah. suddenly yeah. Godzilla's there. <laughs> that must be terrifying to live in Japan at this time when 
Godzilla might just rise up out of the ground at any second. You never know what the hell's going to happen. Because at least in the previous movies, they saw him coming. Right. But now he's now he's just there. Boom. So, uh, citizens evacuate as Godzilla wreaks havoc on Yokoichi and Nagoya. And the Japan Self-Defense Force are deployed to lead Godzilla to the coast to minimize casualties. At the suggestion from a colleague, I believe that's our other reporter, the colleague, Nakamura, Uh the egg-eating guy. At the suggestion from a (laughs) colleague, the trio travel to Infant Island to appeal to the Shobijin the yeah. fairies for so Mothra's like help there yeah and saying like maybe we could ask for Mothra's help they like come up with this idea and they yeah, yeah. but they are they say right then they he just makes a sort of casual joke and there's and they're like what did you say yeah that's a brilliant idea kill again you've yeah. done it again <laughs> to infant island so when they get there they are horrified by the desolation left behind by past nuclear tests but the last time we saw infant island just the shore looked like crap, and there was a lush jungle on the inside because it seemed to be resistant. These movies are not overly concerned with continuity. I thought maybe that it had something to do with Mothra not being like as healthy as she was in the first movie. Like her coming to the end of her life, the forest isn't as like healthy. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Could be. But that's not how the visitors interpret it. They're like, oh, crap, look what we've done to this island with our nuclear tests. Yeah. They get captured by natives and reveal their intentions to ask Mothra's help against Godzilla. The Shobijin and natives refuse, seeing it as divine retribution on outsiders for ravaging their island with nuclear tests and not returning the egg. Which they call the nuclear test the devil fire. Yes. And I feel like the brown face is not quite as bad. In this but because it, it's more red, maybe? Is that why you feel like it's not as bad? Because <laughs> it was really more red than brown. There were some guys that were just straight up painted red. Oh, okay. Right? <laughs> yeah, totally. But I, I think that was meant to be they decorated themselves that way. Okay. Not that that was their actual skin. Because they, aren't, they don't oh. all look like that. Yeah. I, th- I thought this was more of the berries that are on the island that the juice looks like paint yeah 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 i thought it was i thought those guys were meant to have decorated themselves maybe they're the warriors because the other people aren't wearing that but wasn't that with the with the paint wasn't that kong wasn't that skull island wasn't that a different island that wasn't mothra right you're right it was kong no but we see they mention these berries and the idea of the berries shows up in a number of these movies so yeah, there's some berries. Totally. There's some berries in King Kong versus Godzilla, but there's also some berries or or juice in Mothra, I believe. I I think it's just kind of in passing in Mothra. Mm-hmm. I know the berries show up in more than one movie. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, I just assumed these guys were painting themselves with the berries. With the berries. But they they're still all darker than the fairies are. So I you know. <laughs> So there's a little bit of brown face going on, but it seems a little more subtle than in the previous movies. Anyway, Junko and Ichi tell them that the innocent are also in danger and they shouldn't serve, they shouldn't uh, decide who lives and who dies and 
sure civilization mm-hmm. is flawed, but we're trying to do better. And apparently, yeah, you can't judge on. all of us so quickly. Save us. It was a good speech. Hashtag not all outsiders. <laughs> it works on it works on Mothra. So she decides yeah, to help. Did. She says, squeak, squawk. And then they're like, Mothra will help you. <laughs> yes. But the Shobijin warn that she is on her deathbed. She doesn't have much energy left. Oh, and gosh. they do say something about she's dying, but she will be reborn when the egg hatches. So yeah. they seem to believe, whether it's true or not, who knows. But their belief system seems to be that all Mothras are Mothra. That yeah, she just dies and is reborn into a new body or reincarnated or whatever. Yeah, and I'm not going to lie, during this whole speech, when they're telling about Mothra being on her deathbed, but she never really dies, I teared up. I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> Mothra's straight sacrificing herself to save Japan. She knows she's going to die. She's like sitting on her rock waiting for the rest of like, waiting for the end of her life. But she decides that she's going to gather the rest of her strength and go and be a boss-ass bitch one yeah. last time and save fucking Japan. It made me cry. I'm not going to lie. I was like, <laughs> no. Now, I just love this. It feels beautiful to me to like have this circle of everything, the oneness of, you know, uh-huh. Mothra never dying, you know, energy never yeah. being destroyed, only borrowed, kind of that um faith or something just something about them like loving her and supporting her and wanting and like her going to save the people and them going and oh i just i love this movie mothra died for your sins is that what you're saying <laughs> Maybe. are you gonna start knocking on doors saying hi do you have a moment to talk about our lord and savior mothra <laughs> talk to you about your lord and savior mothra. no i'll just stand <laughs> in people's like yards and be like carely like Uh, (laughs) all right so honeybee is joining the church of mothra i love her if you will open if you will open your hymnals to page 245 and join (laughs) along as we sing i love it i love i love it so much (laughs) I'm, i'm so happy Back in Japan, the uh, Japanese Self-Defense Force launched multiple campaigns against Godzilla, but to no avail. After losing his finances, Kumiyama confronts Torata at his hotel. This is when shit gets real. Attacks him and steals his secret funds. He beats the shit out of him. Yeah, he does. (laughs) He gives him a bloody face. He's like, you stole my money. So I guess he got him to put some of his own money into the whole project and then loaned it back to him at interest. Mm-hmm. And he's just figured this out and is furious about it or has just decided he's had enough about it and is pointing out what he did to him. And he's like, I want my money. Give it to me now. And starts beating the crap out of him and then uh, opens up the safe. Open up the safe. Got a lot safe. We saw earlier that there was a, just a stack of cash when he was asking him for money for the natives earlier, he's like, well, what about all that money in the safe? It's like, that's for something else. <laughs> that's for some other shady business that you don't know about. But tell you what, I'll loan you some money to pay the locals with. So he start, he turns his jacket into a duffel bag and starts piling the money in it. But not fast enough because uh, 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 Sahara, <laughs> Kenji Sahara, 
starts to come to and sees Godzilla out the window and pulls out his gun and kills the other guy. He, well, he pulls out his gun and then he's like, yeah, he's like, I, I need my gun for Godzilla. And then he's like, wait a second. It just turns around and <laughs> shoots the guy. Oh, gosh. But then he wastes time trying to get money, trying to gather up the money and dies as Godzilla destroys the toy hotel that he's staying in. Yay! Destroy the tiny toys! Godzilla reaches Nishi Beach and prepares to destroy the egg. So he seems to be heading there for the purpose of destroying this egg. Unless he's just wandering around. Yeah, I was wondering, does he see the egg and then he's like, mmm, breakfast. Could be. Yeah, I'm not sure. Like, he could, like, fry it right up with his, um, you know, laser (laughs) eyes. Just, like, cook it. Yeah, cook it right up. Cook it right up. And then, uh, you know, what's so funny, too, is when he does walk up to the egg, because, you know, he doesn't have a very expressive face except for his floppy lips, kind of has bulldog face, but he kind of, like, looks at the egg, like, walks up to it, so, like, baby? (laughs) (laughs) Like, but then he's like, nah, smash, smash, smash. (laughs) So, yeah, he starts trying to destroy the egg, and he's tail slapping the uh, enclosure to get at it. And then Mothra shows up. Yeah, bitch! She shows up <laughs> and she starts like flapping her beautiful ass wings. And you see her little like chicken legs. She kind of has like little chicken feet. And I was like, oh my gosh, you can see her little chicken feet. But then I didn't realize how <laughs> important that was because then she just grabs Godzilla by the tail with her little chicken feet. I loved it. <laughs> so much oh my gosh you guys this is pure gold this is gold please this movie is so worth the watch to me in my opinion this movie is so worth the watch oh man uh during the fight she uh she's kind of losing a lot but then she pulls out her last weapon which is some kind of yellow dust yes like a pollen which i was thinking i i when i was a kid i remember someone telling me not to touch moths because they have a powder mm. on their wings and the oil from our fingers um, like absorbs the powder and they can't fly without it. And I don't know if that was just mm. some like drunk ass aunt that I had like t- told me that one time or if like that's real. But when the pollen thing happened, I was like, "Ooh, I wonder if that is a thing like the powder on their wings. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, but it does seem to affect Godzilla badly when she hits him with it. She sprays him yeah, with she's like, powder. allergies. <laughs> and one of the, the people that are watching, commenting on it, one of the guys is like, oh, like poison. So, yeah, I guess it's, I guess it's poison. But he gets her pretty good with his atomic breath. And she flies over to the egg and kind of lays down to die on it with one wing draped over the egg. Oh, it's so sad. <laughs> As the Japanese self-defense force Resume their attacks on Godzilla. The trio and the Shobijin remain with the egg as the twins attempt to make the egg hatch quicker via musical incantations. And the egg starts to hatch, and it's twins! Gosh, it's twins! More twins! Oh my word, I am so happy! <laughs> Twin larvae emerge from the egg and follow Godzilla to Iwa Island. Squeak, squawk, 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 squeak. As the monsters battle, the trio join a rescue party to retrieve students and their teacher left behind on Iwa Island. So people are evacuating his stuff 
at some point, this other teacher or principal, whatever, gets some building knocked on him. And the trio of heroes dig him out and are telling them there's still it's a bunch of students and their teacher over in that island. He's too wounded to do anything himself, really. Mm-hmm. Because of Philo, it's up to these guys, <laughs> a doctor, a reporter, and a photographer, to go rescue these children. They jump up on a boat and make him go to the island to find them. Meanwhile, back at our monster fight... The two larvae team up and <laughs> coordinate their attacks silly string <laughs> onto god i was gonna silly try to avoid followed. these sexual implications but honeybee jumps in feet first the two <laughs> larvae shoot the uh, the silk they're they're sort of cocoon silk that they shoot mm-hmm, out of their mm-hmm. mouths that we've seen the previous mothra do in the first movie in her first movie yeah they shoot it at godzilla but they use really good tactics. They're like hiding behind rocks. They're like cowboys. Yeah, you know, they're like out dodging, from behind the, dodging in the Yeah, they're, they're poking out and, and shooting and then jumping back and attacking him from different sides. So they've, you know, really given him what for. And they... Because Mothra, baby! They keep shooting the silk at him until he's completely covered in it. We keep seeing the children and the teacher trying to get away during this whole thing and leading up to this. And then at some point, they're hiding in a cave, and the trio are on the other side of the cave near the shore yelling, Hey, Miss So-and-so, over here! So they get them all on a boat <laughs> to get out of there. Hi, hero! Godzilla is eventually overwhelmed by all the silk and falls into the sea, where presumably he sinks and until he drowns. comes back in the next movie. Maybe he's... Because maybe the silk... For some reason, maybe he can't breathe. Like, it's suffocating yeah. him. Well, the thing is, he's, he seems to be able to spend an indefinite amount of time underwater or frozen in ice. Yeah. He's temporarily neutralized, but <laughs> we know he will be back. Mothra, baby. The students and teacher are returned to safety, and the larvae and shibinji, shobijin, I keep having such a problem with their name. The twin fairies return to Infant Island, and Ichi asserts that humanity will thank them by building a better world. And they they just wave goodbye, goodbye yeah. to the to the larvas. They go sayonara, Oh, I loved it, precious. I loved it so much. <laughs> Five stars. Five, Five stars. stars. For wow. Me. I wow. love this. I love Mothra. Like, I'm not kidding. Today I was like, I want a Mothra tattoo. Why? I don't fucking know. I just love it. <laughs> I want it real bad. Okay. Well, you have room for that? Somewhere. I'll find it. I'll find some, some room. Some space left. Just don't <laughs> put it on your face. Oh, I love her. As a personal favor to me, don't put it on your face or your neck. <laughs> okay. Deal. Deal, deal, deal. What if I put it on my neck, though, as an advertisement for the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> It's not worth it. I'm totally joking. I would would not do that. I would not do that. (laughs) I love this film. I loved the first one. I love the first one. But I love Godzilla 2. So I was like, oh my gosh, what is this movie? What is happening? What's going to happen? I was so excited to watch it. And then when I watched it, it exceeded my expectations. I loved it so much. I I will watch this movie again and again. (laughs) This is is like a... This is a this is a staple, a kaiju staple for me now. 
Wow. Yeah. Well, uh, Honeybee, I'm so happy that that you are uh, enjoying these films in general. It was so funny because yesterday me and Philip were talking about because he was like, I've never I don't know much about kaijus or I don't really know. And I was like, exactly. Me, too. And he was talking about how knowledgeable you are and just how smart you are and how, like, you know, things. And then, like, he's just it's so funny because it's so true. And feel the same way, you know, like this is all new to me. I've never seen these things. I'm kind of, I feel the same way and I just love it so much. This is for sure. I I feel like at this point I'm in love. (laughs) Well, I'm glad because when we started this whole thing, I didn't know if it was going to end up being a terrible chore for you or or if you would uh, grow to love them. But uh, yeah, seems to be working out all right. Yeah. I'm going to give it four stars. I like Mothra, but I don't, I'm not in love with Mothra <laughs> as you are. <laughs> That's okay. More for me. But I did like it. I liked it quite a lot. Next week is Ghidorah, the Three-Headed Monster. The original title is San Daikaiju Chikyu Saidai no Kesen, which literally means three giant monsters, Earth's greatest battle. Damn. But in the English version, Ghidorah gets the top billing. The three monsters are Ghidorah, Godzilla, and Mothra. And oh, shit, what? And what? and Rodan. So it's really the three giant monsters. I'm sorry. The three giant monsters are Godzilla, Rodan, and Mothra teaming up against King Ghidorah. Holy shit. I am shitting myself, people. I'm excited. (laughs) I had no idea. I'm so excited. And I don't quite get why so many of these movies, their English titles did not have Godzilla in the title originally. Because I would think that would be the selling point. I would think that would be how you'd get the American audience to come see it is by pointing out that Godzilla's in it. But there's a bunch of them that don't do that. Although some of them have multiple titles. Yeah, because the one after that is called Invasion of Astro Monster. But that is a, that's also a Godzilla movie. So I would have called it Godzilla versus the Astro Monster. not. Mm-hmm. But, you know... They don't ask me these things. <laughs> they should, though. They fucking should. So King Ghidra will end up being very important in this whole thing. Wee! We'll see him over and over again. And oh, yeah. this will be the first introduction of him next week. Nice. Hell yeah. So until next week, remember to keep calm and take shelter in basements. And please don't misuse science. We will not see you, but you will hear us next time on Monster Movie Fun Time Go. Monster Movie Fun Time Go! You've been listening to Monster Movie Fun Time Go. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review us on your podcasting platform of choice. Our theme song is by the Texacato Folk Rock Punk featuring Lita Lopez. You can support the show, find links to our social media, and even leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash mnftg.